At Radio Ambulante, we tell Latin American and Latino stories. Felt this sense of kind of hate brewing, and art was a way to challenge that. When you see the reaction here, it's like if you are talking about Mars. We are updating the American dream at soundworks.org. What Ferguson looks like from across the globe today, Tuesday, November 25th. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. Gus John lived through the race riots in Britain in the early 80s. We get his take on Ferguson. There is an othering of black young people, which in the eyes of authorities put them beyond the pale. Also, Ferguson reminds this Egyptian of what she told an American audience three years ago. Don't think that this is far from happening in the United States, because if you start thinking you're so far off of that happening, then all of a sudden you'll, you'll find yourself right in the middle of it. Plus, a Cambodian immigrant finds peace on the mountain. To me, the, the mountain is like my vacation, my doctor, my therapist. When I'm happy, I go hiking. When I'm sad, I go hiking. Support for PRI's The World comes from TIAA CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. I'm Marco Werman with The World. Dispense with the analogies that Ferguson, Missouri is like a war zone. Let's speak with someone about Ferguson who spends his time in a place that often is a war zone, certainly a place that is divided. Daniel Estrin reports for us from Jerusalem, where police respond often daily to violent protests and riots. But he's also from a town in Missouri just 20 minutes from Ferguson, and Daniel just got home for the holidays. This must have been an odd welcome home for you, Daniel. What struck you about what you're seeing out of Ferguson? Well, it has been really surreal, Marco. I sat in front of the TV yesterday with my parents. Uh, We were watching the protesters gathering in Ferguson, uh, beginning to march in the street, uh, the standoff with police, at one point watching those arches of smoke from the smoke canisters and the tear gas canisters being fired. And that's exactly what regular confrontations look like in East Jerusalem or the West Bank, when you have Palestinian demonstrators facing off with Israeli officers. It's not the only similarity. You know, living in Jerusalem, you feel this tension in the air, even when actual violence isn't happening. And it was really weird to feel that for the first time in my own hometown in St. Louis. Um, The last two weeks I've been here, people haven't been making small talk about the weather or the traffic. They've been talking about Ferguson. Right. I mean, even some of those Mideast echoes come right down to little details like Michael Brown's parents making that appeal to get police to wear cameras. I mean, it was like you lived that just a few days ago in the West Bank. It's true, Marco. Yesterday, uh, the grand jury made its announcement in St. Louis. And the day before, an Israeli police officer was indicted for the shooting death of a 17-year-old Palestinian in the West Bank. And the factor there was that there was video footage of that shooting. We heard Michael Brown's parents calling for every police officer in the United States to carry a body camera to film incidents so that things like what happened in Ferguson don't happen, in which you have months and months of witnesses testifying about what they saw, what they didn't see. It's really interesting to note how cameras are used 
in Israel and the West Bank, they really have reshaped and reframed the entire Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Yeah, let's talk about that for a moment because cameras have kind of emerged as an important sidebar to the Ferguson story. How are cameras used by law enforcement in Israel? Well, in the last couple of months, Israeli police officers have begun to wear body cameras. These cameras provide footage that can be used as evidence in trials. What actually has been a game changer, though, is not footage by troops and police. It's footage that average people are shooting. I'll give you an example. Like the Israeli policeman was indicted for shooting Palestinian teenager. That was captured from the security camera of a Palestinian store. And uh, that footage shows that the teen was not throwing stones at troops, but he was walking calmly in the opposite direction. So was the camera footage a deciding factor here? Uh, No, but the existence of that footage combined with other evidence did lead to this indictment. Right. On the subject of race, which is front and center in Ferguson, how often does race emerge front and center in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict? I mean, is that how it's framed? There are parallels here in that it's the word race isn't used, but we're talking about two different peoples. Okay, it's it's Arabs against Jews, Israelis.